welcome, folks, to uh, episode 16 of Coast to Coast Outdoors. I'm your host, Jeff McNeil. And on tonight's episode, uh, back by uh, viewer request, and I mean there was some pile of viewers that uh, requested I bring Darren back for a follow-up episode, which uh, normally doesn't happen so fast, obviously. Uh, I, I thank all the viewers for that uh, response. Uh, so tonight we will be doing a follow-up as to the meetings regarding the Avalon River um, in Windsor, Nova Scotia. And the uh, issues with fish passage, the fish kill, species at risk, uh, the failure of DFO to address the, the Fisheries Act at the federal level, as well as Nova Scotia's uh, Department of Agriculture's failure to, uh, to address the, the issues at hand as well. Uh, 50 plus years is way too long, obviously, to, uh, to try to uh, address that. But uh, now it's... Uh, it's more prevalent in this day and age uh, with, uh, with the species at risk, uh, large fish kills that have happened, and uh, failure on industry and government's part to, uh, to be proactive, obviously. So without uh, further delay, I'm going to introduce uh, Darren Porter to the show. What's Welcome on, to brother? the show, Darren. Welcome, bud. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's Darren, it's, it's huge. Like, uh, this issue has not gone away. I know since our last episode, uh, episode 15 that we had done, this is episode 16. You're back by viewer request, obviously. Uh, there it's, it's been very interesting. The public outcry, uh, and support you have gained in regards to the, the issue within Windsor there at the, the Avalon river. Uh, it's, uh, it's huge, Darren. Like, uh, I've, I, I can't believe how much this has picked up even in mainstream media since our podcast, uh, had aired. Uh, so for our viewers, Darren, that may just be new to this, uh, can you give us a little bit, uh, a quick brief description on what issues are there with the fish passage? I know there's gates and, uh, whatnot. And, uh, I know it, but just give us a brief rundown for our viewers that are just tuning in that may not be familiar with it. All right. I've been fighting this for almost two decades. And, uh, you know, I've uh, seen multiple violations. And every time you turn around, people saying, well, our protocols aren't enforceable. And before they never had protocols until I fought. Then they put protocols in place. Then they changed the protocols, put another set of protocols in place. And they used cans or shoulds instead of shouldn'ts or shoulds instead of shalls or whatever legal stuff they can come out with to get out of it. And the province basically, you know, just does what they want. So they don't follow the protocol anyway. And they just, they just do what they want. They got like a little turf war going on um, where the province is probably thinking they got jurisdiction and DFO thinks they got jurisdiction. And anyways, regardless, the province doesn't have the capacity to understand the situation. And they always, they're supposed to look forward to DFO for that advice. So anyways, what we got going on is is um, we have a ministerial order that was issued on the 14th of May. And that ministerial order was a work of art. It was enforceable. It was everything we ever asked for and everything that should be done you know, within reason. It wasn't as good as it could have been. But at the end of the day, it was the best thing we've ever had. So we just wanted it enforced by laws of Canada and the Fisheries Act, which is, you know, as you know, was instituted the year after the Constitution. It's one of the strongest acts in Canada, if not the strongest act in Canada. And now the fishermen have to follow it whether they be recreational or 
uh, commercial or indigenous, we get charged all the time. We do something wrong. We even look wrong when we get charged. But yet nobody has the will to charge these people. But anyways, what's going on in Windsor is worse than just a lack of fish passage. They're literally cutting the river off. Now, this river is the mother river sister of the Shuby, <clears throat> which anybody knows the Shuby knows that, you know, you know how important that river is. Well, the, the Avon is just as important, if not in some ways more important. And even history wise anyway, um, because like even Champlain wrote his diaries of the abundance of salmon. They'd never seen anything like it. It was once called the Salmon River. Um, you know, they brought back the inner bay of funny salmon back in the 1870s with the Avon River by cleaning up all the sawmills and stuff. And now we got salmon. Uh, ironically, we got the inner bay of funny salmon near extinction. And we're, we just caught one yesterday inside a wild inner bay of funny salmon. We caught one again two years ago in our study, official study by uh, Mi'kmaq Conservation Group and my team and myself. And the time before it was with Mi'kmaq Conservation Group, my team and Katie University. These are official captures and recorded. By chance, we just had it on Facebook Live, too, so everybody's seen it. And as soon as we captured that fish, they shot the tap off and locked them outside. And then, you know, so so they're not just turning the fish off. They're, they're eliminating the natural flow of the river at low tide. So everything outside, and that goes down there seven kilometers or something like that, mm -hmm. loses all of its water. Right? And underneath that water is like chocolate milk soup because you don't have what they call maintenance flow. Which every dam in Nova Scotia, besides Rec Cove and Avon One, Avon Two, is required to have. So, basically, they turn the river off. It's like shutting tap off. So, what happens to those fish? They don't go to some magical place. They lay in that channel, and the seagulls pick them off, and everything else picks them off, and suffocate, and everything like that. And we're not talking about a few fish here. We're talking about hundreds of thousands of fish, right? So, they, all they did was when we had the fish kill inside, they transferred the death to the outside, so people can't see it. And the old operator used to do that on purpose all the time. And that's what used to wind me up. He used to say, well, I'll kill them on the outside. The tide will take care of them. So, you know, we got some major issues. We got no attractive flow. Mm -hmm. They just blocked their fish patch off last 24 hours. We get the grandmothers. So the Mi'kmaq grandmothers are sitting outside. They've camped on site. So they've actually camped out and they're staying 24 hours a day. And they're monitoring this stuff and recording everything. So you got the Mi'kmaq grandmothers recording all this carnage. And they, they were, when we caught that salmon inside, today they're outside and they get video live feed of um, silver fish jumping out of the water. Now, bass, straight bass don't jump with the water on the saltwater side like the, the other things do. Um, shad don't jump with the water like that. Those are salmon. And they're outside the gate. They're a serialist species protected fully by law. And the way the DFO and everybody's getting around it is they conveniently didn't list the river as a, a river of critical significance to the inner bay of money salmon, or they didn't list it as a recovery river. So we can't even get the Nova Scotia Salmon Association on board with this one because they just said, well, it's not listed. It's just a piece of paper. We're catching those salmon. We're showing you they're still existence. There is no evidence they're not wild salmon. And they might sit there in Halifax, oh, that's not a wild salmon, that's a farm salmon. Bullshit. You don't know that. You're not the one with your hands on them, right? But anyway, at the end of the day, whether it was a released salmon or whether it was a Wild salmon, they're still protected under law, and they're not protecting the law. They're breaking the Ocean Act, they're breaking the Fisheries Act, they're breaking the Species Risk Act, and they're not enforcing nothing. Matter of fact, when we call them, they don't even come. They come for a token trip. That's all they came for. And then that day was the second best day that they gave them fish patch when DFO showed up. And DFO told them they were coming. So, of course, they're going to do something when you tell them they're going to come. Mm -hmm. right? We're recording it. We live feed it. We show the people. So, at the end of the day, you know, we're dealing with facts. We're the ones that study this water. DFO isn't 
I don't even know if Diablo's ever had a boat in that lake. They've had, I've seen a boat outside once in all my career fishing, and I fished for a long time. And they just don't, they're not on the water. They don't have any evidence. We have the evidence. We share it with them, the Chiefs, uh, through CMM and MCG, and mm-hmm. Marcus, and the Katie University in the past. Now, this year, they're not on the water with us. So, but basically, we have a situation where they've cut a river off completely. Not just the fish passage, but they cut the flows of water at low tide just so they can have a lake just for a bunch of people that want to canoe. And that's what's going on in politics, right? And, and, and Darren, okay, that gives us the, I think you covered off the, the brief aspect there and, and the, the grand scheme of things, obviously, and, and the, the main issues at hand. Uh, I just want to touch base there because uh, you kind of beat me to the punch here on one of the questions. Uh, so, the question was, where was the salmon that you netted? It was on the Avalon River in Windsor, correct? Avalon River. It's inside the lake, though. So, so what they did was, uh, not in the last two tides, two tides before that, the canoe club wanted to put in a wharf. And so they gave them a bunch of water from salt water. We, we measured the slinty, too. So we're not just talking to their asses here. Mm-hmm. We, actually, we measured the slinty all the way up the system until it ended. And they put in so much salt water, it was unbelievable, into that freshwater environment. And they're claiming that freshwater environment is a rearing habitat for one. Well, Gaspar don't rear, rear in salt water. They, rear, they they claimed it reared in a lake. So they claimed that they had to have a lake to spawn in. So they're up there spawning, and they just had full, full of salt water, which is, you know, I think it should be full of salt water in the first place. But their claim is just, they just, they just screwed their own claim just to give the canoe club easy access to put their, to put the wharfs in. It's insane. I mean. And, and so. With we'll touch on the wharf aspect because I do have some some unproven allegations there, obviously that we can touch on, obviously uh, through the podcast because I'm chomping at the bit to to, to put out a few names there uh, uh, when I hit that question. But uh, in in regards, Darren, to the salmon, like we can't even like retain salmon. Obviously, and I know in, in your post you had put out there, uh, you, you had pulled your nets obviously when you caught that one and released it successfully without harm, yeah. uh, uh, just so you wouldn't uh catch any others. Uh, to have the, the Salmon Federation, considering they know the Atlantic stocks and how dire straits we're in with that, and the fact that whether it's classified as a river or not of significance. Any fish that is on the Sierra list uh, is significant as far as I'm concerned personally. Mm-hmm. And they should rightfully address the issue because you, you can't preach conservation of a species, obviously, and uh, not step up to the plate. Now, it kind of it surprised me, Darren, to be quite honest. But Well, at the end of the day, this isn't just an Atlantic salmon. This is an inner bay of Fundy Atlantic salmon. There's supposed to be only 75 left in existence. Now, that's not true. There's more than that, but they're in bad shape. So this isn't just ones that you guys have, Atlantic salmon. They're in bad shape, too. This is inner bay of fundy Atlantic salmon. These things are in deep shit. So, you know, and the Salmon Federation, you, all I can say to that is there is some Salmon Federations that has backed this, but not the local one, right? And mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I don't want to say too much about that, but just got to check who funds everything, right? And, and that reverts back to what we had talked about in episode 15, follow the funding streams, right? Uh, so it's, it, I'll throw it out there. If people follow the funding streams, uh, 
for certain topics. I'm sure that the feds fund the salmon group very heavily on projects and that. So they may not want to bite the hand that feeds them out. Oh, it's always good to check the board of directors and stuff too. So that's and, why I was fine. You always got to see who's running, who got their finger on the, on the button, right? Yeah, that's what you got to find, right? With the Irvings mm-hmm. or somebody else or whatever, right? You know what I mean? And and it's it's been interesting, obviously. So it, it my boggles me on why they're not worried about the species at risk. Obviously, uh, well, simple. DFO doesn't manage the fishery no more, including Sarah's species. They manage fishermen, whether that be recreational, commercial, or Aboriginal. In our case, Mi'kmaq. They don't. People's going to see when time this is over. Trudeau don't step in soon. They're going to see that there is no management of the fishery, whether he put the heads back in or not. If he's not willing to enforce anything, whether he put the right rules back in place, if they're, not, if, they, if they're telling their troops on the ground, the fisheries officers, not to enforce something, which is what's happening here, they're being told not to enforce these infractions. So mm-hmm. that's why you don't see them every time we call. You don't see them. It's not that we're talking bullshit. You know, remember, these are the chief representatives that are sitting beside me, right? You know what I mean? you got to remember, this is this is not just an old fisherman just yapping his lips off. We're live feeding this stuff. I'm showing you the violations. I'm posting the memo you. Right, and they mm-hmm. won't give an amendment to it, of course. But the amendment don't matter anyway. I mean, they're still violating the the the, the Fisheries Act. I mean, you know so- what, Darren? They can go ahead, and I know it takes time for an amendment, obviously, to the Fisheries Act or whatever. Uh, prime example: they can go ahead and put a darn uh, order in council in OIC uh, with the drop of a hat, which would override that, obviously, and uh, fix the issue very quickly. Uh, failure to do so by the Minister Bernadette Jordan and uh, uh, Cody Boyce, obviously, and others that uh, don't want to step up to uh, address it at the federal level. Shame on them, obviously. And uh, I'm sure I'll get backlash for uh, for, for, for uh, bringing that up, obviously. Someone's uh, got to do it, though, right? But, the end of but, day- but you know what? These guys have to be held accountable. Like, they, they can fix the issues, but they... They neglect to fix the issues. Now, Darren, you're in Windsor, Nova Scotia. I'm in Cape Breton. Uh, I have, I've had some time to do some research on this, obviously, uh, from my point of view. And it just amazes me that uh, one of the federal MPs, Scott Bryson, his family has land on that lakeside. Yeah. When you start looking and doing the, the history yeah. back, as well as you've got uh, another porter who works for government, uh, Chuck Porter. Yeah. He has his hands in play. At the yep. provincial level, yes, he uh, and it all comes down to a, a, a specific family allegedly uh, uh, in, in the area. Now, the, allegedly, it, it hasn't been proven in court as of yet, and I'll say that for clarification's sake. But this, the Bishop family there, want to want to dock there, and allegedly, if this is the case, because they they're uh, a very influential family uh, with very deep political ties. It's it's very disheartening for for this to take place, obviously, because you're hurting you're hurting fish passage because you want a man-made lake, and uh, it, you're you're proceeding to kill. In you know what, public opinion, uh, personally, Darren would uh, w- would overrule here because in in a court of law with the jury, uh, I'm pretty sure says the jury would oh, side with. They're, uh, they're, with, they're in trouble, bud. With with what you're doing and the Mi'kmaq elders and so forth and uh, and like for those people that are are, are going to give me flack for uh, saying allegedly uh, again 
uh, hasn't been proven in court, but uh, that day is going to come from what I see here. And uh, it, it wouldn't be the first time, Darren, uh, situations like this, uh, obviously. And uh, Mr. Porter uh, up around Rosnell Lake, he's got some conflicts there with land and closing gates and tailoring to certain people. And he's provincial. Uh, again, I, I can say that because I've, I've done foy pops and that to that effect. So, uh, stuff like this does not surprise me in the least, Aaron, that it takes place. And, uh, it's, it, it comes at a price for conservation. Now I, I will chime in here and say that, uh, I I've had enforcement officers with DFO reach out, uh, after our last podcast and what some of those guys had told me personally. Now, uh, a handful of them were from the mainland, obviously, that have reached out, and one or two from, from the eastern area. Uh, the, their thing was, hey, we're willing to enforce the law, but we end up getting directives from higher management, which prohibit oh. us from moving forward on a charge yeah. for obstruction of fish passage. And that that in itself, Darren, is disheart disheartening and and, and so forth due to the fact there that if this is what's taken place in, in within government, it's, it's pretty piss poor, pardon my language uh, for, for that to happen because you've got industry ruling the roost and you have people there that donate significantly. And we said it on episode 15, uh, follow the money. And you've got people that with political influence because they have the money to, to fund what they want. So if I fund your campaign, hey, I'll scratch your back, you scratch mine, allegedly, right? Uh, it's it, it's pretty piss poor on that note uh, that uh, this day and age stuff is coming like that. But but the good thing, Darren, is we have guys like yourself, we have uh, going to bat for conservation efforts. Uh, you, you may piss people off, obviously. And it's, it's the, the one thing I learned, the more people you piss off, it just means you're doing your job, uh, or you're doing something right. And I commend you on that, Darren. Uh, but, uh, like All down to what I say, I say that some of us wear rubber boots and others wear alligator shoes. And I mean that, right. Mm -hmm. You know, the common people is what I'm referring to as rubber boots, whether you're a trucker or whether you're a nurse or whether you're, uh, you're, you're a gardener, or whether you're a fisherman or a farmer, we're the rubber boots wearers, and there's the alligator shoe people. And they're the ones that set up as gods. I call them gods, and we can name those gods. We know who those gods are, you and I. You and I study this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. and, and at the end of the day, those gods have so much power, the people below them are even scared to say anything for losing their jobs and their pensions. Same as those officers are scared. Now, mm -hmm. I, mean, I put a call out last week, or this week, sorry, earlier this week, I said, I want, you know, I explained, I said, there's 95% good people working within DFO, federal government and provincial government. Why don't you go to your almost men, your whistleblower act, and if you all do it, and you all know I'm telling the truth, and what I'm saying, because I've got many of them coming to me, too, you're not the only one that I'm coming, by, And they're like, God, we've been waiting for somebody like you for a long time. This has got to stop. This has got to stop. We can't do our jobs. We're not allowed to do our jobs. The only thing they're allowed to pick on is a recreational fisher, a commercial fisher, or a Mi'kmaq. And that's the truth. And they should really think about that because Mi'kmaq have rights. And, in all honesty, they use an excuse. I was in a meeting the other day. I was called into a meeting, a very high-profile high meeting. And um, 
Oh, Jesus, the word's messing there, man. They were just twisting the... It was The chiefs called me in anyway. The 13 chiefs called me into a meeting, half, halfway through a meeting or whatever, and they said, where's Darren? And then I just had him on the phone, and, and I called in, and um, I listened to what DFO had to say, and then I said, can I speak? And then I spoke. And then DFO had to correct what they said because they were twisting it. Now, that's, not, that's a consultation meeting. And to me, as a fisherman, I'm used to DFO lying to me. I'm used to everybody lying to me because I'm this insignificant. I'm a fisherman. I've got no rights. But to watch that happen with those chiefs, I found disgusting, disturbing, and a bunch of other things. I actually wrote a letter to DFO that night. I wrote a letter. I said, you know, I, I've seen a lot of things in my life, and I've seen you guys do a lot of dirty stuff. But I did not expect to see what i seen and hear what I heard. I did not see it coming. And it's like they don't treat them with any more respect than they treat us, and they have a legal right to do so. There's, this goes so far deeper than the whole I sat in in Windsor and those grandmothers are watching over right now, those big mall elders. This this is so deep that Trudeau is going to have to step in. And I'm telling you, he's going to have to step if he already He's already in it. But if he don't step in, I mean, he's run on a mandate. There's no, there's no people more important for us to have a relationship with than our First Nations. And look what's happened. Cody Boyce Windsor last night, Chuck Porter, all of them down there. With a with a march, which is great, they were getting their, their views across. The march was important, everything like that. All those Mi'kmaq grandmothers are sitting up on that dam, and none of them come over and said shit to them. Now, what's that say? I tried to get the Mi'kmaq grandmothers asked me, "Can you get us a porter party? Because they won't let us in to have a pee in the building, the government building that we pay for as taxpayers." I said, "I'll try." I wrote Kevin Becker, the director of agriculture today, or last night, and I said, "Listen, the grandmothers want a toilet, or they want access to pee, or whatever." Anyways, and then I said, if you can't do it, I'll pay for it. I never even got a response, brother. I mean, they're letting these are these are grandmothers. These are these are First Nation grandmothers. They won't even give them a place to fucking piss. I mean, this is so this is so far. And then they used an excuse the other day in that meeting that with COVID kind of held us back. We couldn't go count the fish that died. Well, they're out there chasing big mall fishermen with elbows right now. What the hell happened to COVID for that? It all comes down to who you are. It's systemic discrimination. It's systemic uh, racism against the Mi'kmaq, for one. For us, it's discrimination. And uh, at the end of the day, this is so far bigger than them blocking that river off that this can of worms is so damn big that they just better soon start doing something. And, uh, you know, if they don't do it, the whole country's going to see it in the world. I've had UN contact me. You got a list of people there that are on our side, and <laughs> and, and I I'll bring that up here, Darren, and uh, not to cut you off or whatever, but uh, but that was one of the questions that I I wanted to touch base with here, and it'll run across the screen there for our viewers. Have the Mi'kmaq and KMKNO met with you? Uh, if so, what was their consensus from the meeting that you you just mentioned there with the uh, with I'm gonna be respectful of this because. They never told me I couldn't say nothing. They know I got a big mole. So, but I'm going to be respectful. I don't want to say too much because I mean, they were respectful and they, and I, and I love them. And they, and they love me. And some of them love me and trust me too. Right. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, at the end of the day, they requested me to be in there against great opposition. So all I can say is this, I never heard a single person speak against this and I heard them all speak for it. And I'm going to leave it at that because it's not really my place to say, but I will tell you, they were very disheartened in my opinion. And that's all I can pretty much say because it's not my place to say, right? 
Okay, that's that's fair enough and uh, understandable. So so with that, I know you mentioned there that you have all 13 bands. So you have all the Cape Breton uh, reserves uh, or bands, as they're referred to, and all the Nova Scotia mainland ones from, as well. From my understanding, from what I understand, they're not happy. And you know what, Darren? That is a feat in itself to have all 13 on your side. Uh, so kudos to you and kudos to uh, the Mi'kmaq for uh, being in your oh, corner. It's wrong. And, and you know what, Darren? It's it's great when you have the Mi'kmaq in your corner because that is support there that goes a long way. I'm not sure they're in my corner or I'm in their corner, to be honest with you, because they've been fighting this stuff for years and they constantly get lied to by our governments. And I thought this government was going to be different. I mean, the, the, the ticket was sold that this government was going to be different. The marching orders that were supposedly sent down this government. That's not what I'm seeing, though. I'm seeing a manipulation. I heard it with my own ears. The manipulation of the wordsmiths in that meeting for the federal government blew, and the provincial government blows my mind. I mean, this is not um, consultation in good faith. This is just not. And, and I expected it to myself because they lie to me all the time, but I've got a gift. I can read every lie you ever tell me, and that's what my gift is. That's why I'm good at what I do. All they got to do is open your mouth and lie to me, and I know, I know exactly what's going on. And, and you know what, Darren? Uh, I can tell you what you're seeing there with the Mi'kmaq. The Mi'kmaq have seen when I have worked with the Mi'kmaq in regards to uh, the moose issues in Cape Breton, obviously. Uh, like, I've had a stack of foy pops. Geez, I'm telling you, it had to be about six inches thick. And I've sat down with one of the chiefs and I had things highlighted. I'm like, you were lied to here, here and here and here. And it went on. It was a three hour meeting there. And I, I proved my case uh, as well that uh, government isn't always. Uh, and that was provincial. Uh, <laughs> like, well, it was usually worse than the federal, but the federal just as bad. So, as we, got a, we got a federal minister of fisheries put out a statement. And she may as well just said, save the lake. Mm -hmm. Well, the lake's dead. So, and she got no mandate for visual observations of a piece of water or a kayak. There's no mandate in her, her her stuff. There's no law for that. She's supposed to uphold the law. In all honesty, if and when, which I can't say too much because my lawyers have told me not to, and I'll give you that much. Mm -hmm. Right? Told me not to talk about it too much. Anything to do with legal, but I'll say if and when, just because I've been told just to keep it down. This goes to court. You think how big this can is? You got racism. And you got it too. It's plain as day. Mm -hmm. I mean, you plain as day. You've got you've got the rubber boots and the alligator shoes. You got the gods within the system that are they're pulling strings, and they're gonna see them too. Because some of these gods, I mean, you'll get into that later probably. But anyways, I'll leave that alone. But you got you got you got the Fisheries Act being broken, your Species Risk Act being broken, broken, Oceans Act being broken, and then you've got the fact that you've got people that are supposed to enforce things that aren't allowed to force things on anything besides an indigenous fisherman. Or a commercial fisherman or a recreational. They're not allowed to enforce anything on Amera or anybody else or anybody, you know, whatever. It's insane. It's, and it's Darren, I, I, it's, it, it mind boggles me um, why things are the way they are, obviously. Uh, it's, it's, it's very, I don't know. It, it's, it, you know it's why a piss, things are the way it, they it, are. It's we a piss off. Why things are the way they are. I mean, the fisheries is the largest independent industry in this province. Mm -hmm. It is the largest export in this province. I can't say it's about us making the money. It's about them making the money. You understand that? Mm -hmm. So you can't make money off – an investor can't make money off an individual fisherman. But they can sure make money off somebody like Amara. You understand me? Then that's what this is about. I mean, who's getting kickbacks? Where are they getting them at? And we're searching it. We're finding it. We're getting told shit. We're trying to validate it. And I'm telling you, it's gross.
Darren, I'm going to throw something out there that uh, in the last about three years back, I've uh, I've learned, uncovered, I guess. Uh, Nova Scotia for each department, uh, and I, I'm sure the federal government does it for each department as well. They have uh, like a business plan that they have to meet the criteria in each year. And it's it, it's funny because they they break it down line by line for where revenue streams come from. So if somebody wants to get into that much detail and go line by line through this, these business plans at the province and maybe the feds do, uh, I, I know the provinces do it. Uh, I've seen it for Nova Scotia with uh, environment and lands and forestry and so forth. Uh, it may be something there for a viewer to, to dabble into and start digging uh it's it's great though in regards to the Migma uh, working mutually with you and you working mutually with them. That's the because, whole goal here, brother. I'm gonna tell you my because whole because Darren, I'm gonna tell you this point blank. For so long, uh, we we talked about this. Like you've got say the Migma here, they've got you here, and then they've got government here. So for so long, you would have to talk to government. Then government will go talk to the Migma. Now it seems like the government being the middleman is no longer for a lot of our organizations and us. Oh, uh, now it's it's us with the Migma going to government and saying, "Hey, you got to address this this stuff because it's it's got to be addressed." And well, you know what? We it's go farther. We go farther than that, though, brother. See, the thing is with us, which is different and unique here, is years ago. Uh, me and Keith Julian as uh, Councilor Sabalganogli and uh, a very well-respected big model lawyer, which I won't name because I probably shouldn't. Um, we, uh, we, we said, listen, you know, we got to figure something out to stop the fighting and we got to figure something out to in improve the environment. So for myself and others, we use two-eyed seeing and we use what mm -hmm. we call the third eye approach to two-eyed seeing. So we got three eyes. We have the academic eye, we have the uh, traditional eye, we have the local eye, which is a fisherman. In our mm -hmm. case, and we use the two eye scenes. We open both eyes. We don't just use one set of data. So we studied the academics for years, and we studied each other for years. We spent thousands of hours studying each other. So on the phones, in the middle of the night, and understanding their governance, understanding them, and then you know meet more people. And we're we're not like I mean I love everybody, right? So I don't hold grudges. Mm -hmm. Not like that. So it sounds like I do. I don't. And everybody that knows me knows I don't. I just want justice is what I want. And uh, I'm willing to stick my neck out to get it. And I don't care how many times I'm going to be. They've taken my job from me so many times now. I don't care anymore. Take it again. I've already been threatened this week already once. I mean, it's like with the problems, right? So at the end of the day, um, officially, <laughs> <they're> saying, <laughs> anyways, I want to get into that. But basically, the goal here is, for me, is to teach people to go back to the Moses Cody days, back to the Indigenous movement, master your own destiny. And the fishermen and the farmers and the whether you be indigenous or non-indigenous, you got to start getting along and we got to start looking after each other because these government people ain't going to do it for us. And if you don't see it plain as day in my live feeds and what's happening in Windsor, Windsor is the showcase that shows you the failure of government to protect our industry. All they're doing is managing fishermen and they're trying to control the fishermen. They're not controlling the environment. They're not looking for the, they're controlling the environment. They're not managing the environment. They're not making it better. They're not implementing their own acts. And in fact, it's political. They're using they're using decision-based evidence manufacturing when they need to move to an evidence-based decision process. And that's what's going on. At the end of the day, it's corrupt. It's got a couple people that are extremely powerful that are, we call gods sitting up there making all the decisions. And then everybody underneath them is terrified 
they're just terrified to lose their job, lose their position. They can't climb the ladder no more, and they shut their malls. What I've called for is them people to start opening them all because if they all open their malls, we get rid of them bad gods. We move good gods into those positions, and if they're not good gods, we remove them. We need to take yeah. this power. Now, Darren, that rolls into my next question, obviously, and we're, we're, we're doing real good here tonight because everything's staying on track, obviously, and uh, I may have to jiggle the odd question around, but uh, what meetings have taken place about the Avalon River Passage issue with government or MPs or MLAs since, well, it's been a week now since you've been on the podcast, obviously. Well, so, DFO uh, have all, any... Go ahead. DFO, DFO's cut all communications off of me. So I've talked, I've messaged the minister directly, which is just fine with me. Anyway, because it trickles down to the people it's got to go to. I don't care. It's just one address instead of 10. You know what I mean? So basically, they've cut all communications off. Today, the problems ain't talking because I put them on official notes here tonight. They're breaking. After after Kevin Becker's took the full responsibility, because I like Keith Caldwell a lot, personally. A lot of people don't like him, but I do. I mean, you know what I mean? I think he's a fine man. I mean, maybe he's out of, out of his league here in this situation i don't know what's going on there with that but and and darren uh, i'm just going to chime in there like minister caldwell i think great minister mm. most times his hands are are, are hogtied uh mm. as is that department just mm. based on the federal regulations because everything they do themselves they they have to jump through just as many hurdles as us for the most uh, part darren uh, that's that's not that's not in this case. This case, the province has taken over jurisdiction over the federal government. That's what's really going on here. The province stepped in. They wrote the protocols. Kevin Becker took full responsibility for making these decisions. He told me to my face after an hour and a half after the consultation meeting, which he was on, that I was invited into. He called me on the phone, and he, he told me then, right? And then um, he told me one other day within 24 hours of that. He said, this is my decisions and my decisions only, right? I made the decisions. I don't even brief Keith. That's what he said to me. So whether he, I mean, he's always lying anyway. So I mean, God knows what he said, but he took full responsibility. So I gave him the full load. I wrote him right away. I cited the places that some of the places he was violating the Fisheries Act. I put him on notice. So I wasn't even going after the province. I was going after DFO. Now I'm going after both of them. So, you know, if you want to lay your neck out in the line, brother, let's play. Because he wanted me out of my hole. He wanted me to stop. You know, what I mean, he wants some grandmothers to come to a table. He called. He called them today or talked to them today, and they said our table's on the side of the Avon River. You need to come here. Right, because they're out there watching all these fish, and they they touch them. There's so many fish trying to get in. Just so people understand this, they videotape too. They touching the backs of these fish. They're putting their hands on these fish. You know, mm -hmm. they're trying to get in, and DFO is turning a blind eye to it. They don't give two shits. And we got we got Mi'kmaq grandmothers out there that are fully supported by the chiefs. I mean, this is this is not reconciliation. This is not even close. This is absolutely uh, infringing on their rights. This is this isn't what Trudeau said we were going to have, and I actually believe Trudeau actually wants to do this. But maybe I'm just that naive. I haven't concluded that maybe that's not how it is. But I actually believe it. And um, somebody and, better. I don't know. And Darren, like it's. I don't know if I should throw this out for the viewers or not, but uh, Trudeau's right hand man, Jerry Butts. Yeah. Jerry Butts. He's back working, and he's still pulling the, the strings, as we all know, behind the scenes, obviously. Yeah. Uh, as much as this should be a simple issue to fix, it's political. No matter which way we look at it, it's political. Uh, now, 
I'm very shocked that Jerry Butts hasn't taken this to Trudeau and said, let's get this darn issue fixed because one of the organizations that he was president or vice president of supports you, Darren. I won't say their name, obviously. Uh, I'll, I'll read off oh, the I list. Of, I got uh, a big army, brother. They got no uh, idea. Uh, they uh, but, into but, 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 but you know where I'm going with this. It's like when, when Jerry Butts went with Trudeau, it was, it was an interesting aspect because he left one of these organizations that is in full support of what you're doing. So therefore, one would think that it would make it to the top brass and be addressed. Oh, it has. It has. But, they sent down an officer from Ottawa. They sent one officer down. They brought Darren in there yesterday, I guess. The, the ladies were telling me. He's the one that looks after most of the protests and the problems with him and another fellow. But they brought an indigenous officer down from Ottawa. And the, the mothers just basically told him to mess off. Because Corey Borshaw, which is our, our lead in, in Windsor, he's actually, after the first day, he took a... He listened. I had a few words to say to the cops there. I mean, you probably heard about that, I guess. But anyways, they, my grandmother would call me and they felt like they were harassed. And I went up and had a little chit chat with them. Anyways, um, I wasn't a very happy camper. But anyways, regardless, Corey, extremely good man. I went to school with him, actually. Um, he come yeah. around and he started listening, I think. And he started thinking. And he went in there and those women now love him. They don't need these cops from up in Ontario. They don't need these other people coming in. They got Corey now. So the RCMP has come on side better, and they're, and they're treating them a little bit more, in my opinion, humane. Um, the problem is they only treat them humane. They won't even let them pee unless they go on the damn field. I mean, it's just, it's just terrible, man. Mm -hmm. uh, I, you, know, you know what? This is so bad. Like, this is so bad. The Trudeau, Cody boys called me. Um, the morning of the meeting, that was two days ago. I can't remember to keep track of time. We work almost 24 hours a day. So two days ago, I went in calling that meeting. Cody boys called me just before I went into that meeting. And Cody, I've talked to him before. And the only thing I asked Cody to do, I just asked him to be his own man. Because, I mean, that's all. I don't I don't ever ask anybody to do anything for me when it comes to this protest. I've not asked a single person to come protest. I've not asked a single person to do anything. They all come on their own. That's the power I got of who I am. I'm going to tell you, I don't have to ask. They're going to come anyway. Because they know I'll be there for them. They know I've always been there for them. And I always will be for them. Just like everybody else knows. Every fisherman knows that. Every commercial fisherman, non-commercial fisherman, or Aboriginal fisherman, they, they know I'm coming. If they need me, I'm there. So that's the power I have. I've never asked for nothing. So when I'm up there in my hole, they came. Right? And more will come. And that's just the way it's going to be. But Cody called me. And he was reading these lines. And I'm sitting there going, Cody, I like you, man. Like, you know, you're a nice enough guy. I mean... You know, and we've had a conversation. And then he starts reading these media lines. He's trying to be scientific with me. Don't you forget, brother, I'm the guy in the river that catches all the fish for all these scientists. I work with Dallas, St. Mary's. I work with Acadia. You know, I've been, I've had, I've had almost 60 or 70 masters, BSc and, and PhDs go through my shop free of charge. I've never charged them once, you know. And at the end of the day, I'm the one that they're doing all this science. Beside everybody, and you're trying to tell me what's going on. The water DFOs only had one boat on that saltwater side in the 20 years I've seen them, and they've never had one in the lake. So don't tell me a visual observation from somebody looking at a shoreline is going to be able to beat the Mi'kmaq, Acadia, and our science. It's just not going to happen. It's, you know, it's insulting that they can think that they can do this. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's absolutely insulting. We have the data. So if they want a science-based decision, go back to the ministerial decision that was made on the 14th. Because the good men and women in DFO that weren't controlled that day that they made that up or that week or month it took to make that up did a fine job. But then politics stepped in. 
Mm-hmm. Once politics stepped in, it messed everything up. And see, you know, they think, well, we can't admit we did anything wrong or it's going to be like worse. No, when you admit you did something wrong, you show us that you are good leaders. But they just can't do it. Mm-hmm. They just can't do it. And that's the problem. Trudeau will have to step in on this one because this ain't stopping. And let me tell you, there's not a single person that works with me, and there's a lot of them that do, that don't know when I give my word, it's my word, and I ain't stopping. So until Trudeau steps in and cleans this up, or these these people in DFO actually speak out enough that that minister is going to see that's that's what that's what that big river that's what hit you the picture just put up there. There's fish come up, big wall, and then what the problem is here? See that water left at the end? There's no fresh water that comes out of that. So everything that's out there sits in the soup. That water right there, I run that through my impeller. It actually shuts my motor off. It shuts my motor. My motor will quit if I drop it down low. That's how deep and how soupy that is. Those fish, they just simply die on the outside. And at the end of the day, it's gross. Inner Bay of Bundy salmon two days or yesterday should have changed this, but it didn't. We don't protect our serialistic species. We only, we only, we, they just, they just find individuals, man. They're, they're, they're not doing a job. What do we, what do we need 27,000 DFO people for? This is what's going to happen here. The servers are going to beat the liberals. It's going to be so big. Like Tim Houston and might be coming this week to see me, and the fisheries critic and, and uh, John Lore. And, I was phone call. And, and, and I just want to add something there, Darren. Uh, I'm going to take the photo off screen there so we're big again. Uh, don't forget. Uh, the hunting, the conservative hunting and angling caucus. I have uh, pulled some strings. I've, I've, uh, I've emailed you, uh, MP Blaine Calkins. Uh Blaine Calkins is 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 a strong advocate for, uh, for, for for anything hunting and fishing related. Obviously, uh, he is the MP for Lacombe Red Deer in Alberta. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, I believe he is the, the vice president of the hunting conservative hunting and angling caucus. Uh, you have his number. Remember, call him tomorrow. He's in Ottawa. He is going to address this for you, uh, as per what he had told me. Uh, and, and Blaine just doesn't address Alberta issues. He's actually dealing with, uh, a number of other conservatives, uh, in regards to, uh, salmon issues in British Columbia. So this, th- this in itself should draw some extra weight in Ottawa. And, uh, like people, people really have to realize that I'm tied in a, a lot with, with certain ones, right? Uh, it's, it's, it's ridiculous, right? Oh, uh, Robert, what's going to happen here is the, the liberals. I mean, I, I mean, honestly, God, I consider myself more liberal than conservative. I like conservative because, in one way, because um, I'm, a, I'm a self-employed person. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I find them too hard one side. I love all people. Um, I don't know. I'm in between, right? So I don't. I, I mean, I'm sitting there in between. I don't know what I am anymore. To be honest with you. And um, but like, the liberals are going to get their asses kicked over this. And that's what's going to happen because they're exposing the dirt. The dirt, I mean, they, they put the laws back in place that they complained Harper took out. They, they campaigned on Harper removing all the heads and stuff on the Marine thing. But they're not, just because they put them back in, if they got directives from top not to implement them, they're worse than Harper. At least Harper yeah. told us the fucking truth. At least he said the truth. I'm going to take them out because I want to get things going. The liberals just put them back in. Then they told all their enforcement officers, don't enforce it. I mean, but, it's so gross. And, and, and again, as political in nature as this is uh, of a topic, uh, it revolves back to look at back when Gerald Butts, Jerry Butts was in there. Jerry Butts on the eastern shore of Nova Scotia on the mainland. They've like 
they, look when you look at the like when I say look where the the numbers go money wise trace the money like he had ties with consulting companies out of the U.S. that added extra marine protected areas on the mainland on the eastern shore and whatnot and it all ties back to corruption I, I hate to say it but uh, oh, it's but it, it's, it's all corruption this whole it's, thing's about corruption it's, it's about it, racism it's, corruption discrimination it's it's it's, it's a whole pile of BS because nobody is doing things and the ones with the power whether you're an MLA or an MP or or a minister uh, federally provincially uh, nobody has the the guts to to address the issue although they have the power they are letting the bureaucrats behind the scenes do this and and, and hurdle things like uh, don't get me wrong I, I, I have no issues with uh, with uh, uh, people uh, kayaking or farming or anything like that. Not uh, about kayaking because we, we, we showed them the path. We showed the town. The town's not against us neither. So we got to remember this. Windsor is not on board with what these top liberals are doing right now. They're not on board with it. The mayor and I have had a conversation. He goes, you know my stance. We put in a letter out. And the letter was that he wants things done right. Whatever mm -hmm. that may be, scientifically. I don't know exactly what it said, but then he wrote back, and he actually wrote another letter a couple weeks ago, said, get the politics out of this situation so that we all know what's going on here. And, mm -hmm. when the, you know, what you got to remember is, why ain't CBC and Global CTV running this on the news? See, that's another thing people are going to see. we got the liberal government right now saying we want to cancel fake news. My Facebook's being shut down steady. I can't even share it on my own damn pages now. And they're, and they're saying, because <laughs> it might be spam. Darren, I, mean, I can, I, Darren, I can give you six hundred million reasons as to why mainstream media isn't covering stuff. Well, that's my point. So, what people are going to do, though, my point is, is we and I know that, but we're going to show the common people that. That's the danger of this. That Trudeau's going to have to soon step in because he's going to say, "Oh my Jesus, that guy, that rubber boots down that hole, has really opened a can of worms." And my can of worms I've opened is bigger than the Adam River. It's much, much bigger than the Adam River, brother. And I'm going to tell you, the people, the common people are going to see it. And you know what they are seeing? A company just made me a bunch of bumper stickers today. They made a whole bunch of four shirts for, for our uh, team. I've got orders coming at me. I can't deal with them because my Facebook's blown up. And I can't even keep up with it no more, right? I ain't got no mm -hmm. secretary. I got no personal assistant, right? I, I can't keep up with it. It's just mind-blowing. I'm up 24 hours a day as it is, as you know. I'm out there, mm -hmm. we're out there doing science 24 hours a day, or I'm monitoring that river, or I'm writing letters to them. So the grandmothers is actually giving me a break. So when the grandmothers came, they're timing them gates for me. And I got what I call my little agents. They're called 007s, 001s, 002. My mom's actually 002, by the way. That's the only one I'm going to give up here. Right. But anyways, at the end of the day, we had to take control of our own lives. Just like Moses Cody taught in Nova Scotia back in 1920, 1930s. Master of your own destiny. Everybody should go read that paper because then politicians have not changed in 100 years. And there's none of the viewer here. You should look up Master Your Own Destiny, Moses Cody, Antigonist Movement. They started the co-ops. They started the credit unions. And uh, they brought the farmers, fishermen together. And they taught us to burn our candles at night. Think for yourselves. Don't let these people think for you. And that's what's mm -hmm. going to happen. And that's some scary shit right there. Because what's going to happen is the, the people's going to stop drinking that Kool-Aid that they're fed. And they're, that's going to lose votes. And when we get the vote, we get things to change. We're not going to change nothing until we get that vote. And you know what, Darren? I, I know we said we'd keep this at an hour. We're, we're 47 minutes in now. I've got a couple other questions there, uh, and i got photos I want to touch on. So uh, uh, where am I at here? I'm going to skip that question for now. Uh, so 
Darren, what new updates have come from the Nova Scotia Federation of Agriculture or the Department of Agriculture uh, with uh, with uh, help to address the issue here uh, with uh, with what's going on there? Well, they want me out of my hole, which I've come out of my hole. Um, but I didn't come out for them. I come out for the grandmothers and the chiefs and councils. They said, Darren, you got to start using the pen. They're there. I mean, they're there covering you right now. You need to think. You need to, you need to stop your protest and start your protest in a different direction. It was very logical the way it was presented to me by many. And they said, you need to go back to work where you're good at. You need to get your pen sharpened up and you need to start writing letters. And you need to start studying and getting things ready and studying that Fisheries Act even more and making sure you don't miss a single goddamn section that they're breaking. And you need mm -hmm. to get things rolling. And that's what I'm doing. So now that the grandmothers are taking over that responsibility, we still go inside. We monitor inside, which we knew today they blocked the fish off steady. You know, funny, Sam, that they're jumping right in front of the grandmothers, videotaping them. They were videotaping them jumping. They were putting their hands yesterday on the backs of all these fish trying to get, or last night, this morning. These fish were all trying to get in. They laid their hands on the backs of them in the big, giant river, the Avon River. And the fish are trying to climb the cement. You can go watch the feeds. They don't lie. They're live. They're live feeds. It's real, uncut, just uncut news media. Not the stuff that gets restricted and sends a narrative of a government that wants to manipulate your mind. And that's what's going on here. They're, they're opening a can that's so damn big, it's unbelievable. You know what? It's uh, Hopefully they step up to the plate and address the issue, Darren, to be quite honest. Uh, so I know uh, one of the questions here that uh, I... Should people in the community have influence over government to keep the lake for a dock or a wharf or anything like that? General consensus based on viewers that uh, have uh, reached out and voiced their concerns. That's a big, hard no. Uh, even the lady that was on CTV just, News. They're, but, influencing, they're, they're influencing them and the government's breaking their own laws that they charge citizens for. Remember, they're out there chasing Mi'kmaq right now, fishing under their rights of rights under the Constitution of Canada and the Marshall Sparrow Act, and they're not... Think about this for a minute. Just actually think about how deep this goes. They're out there charging kids digging too many clams right now or got a couple on their size. They're out there with somebody foul hooks a bass at 26 inches, they're charging them for the undersized bass and they didn't want to throw it back because they already killed it. You understand me? And they're mm -hmm. doing it every goddamn day. You understand? They're, under, they're boarding boats under COVID Right? They're charging mm -hmm. fishermen, yet they're they're not just turning a blind eye to their own breaking of the laws. The minister's endorsing it by save the fucking lake. I mean, sorry, I mean it's just it's it's so in your face, it's unbelievable. And that's why people are jumping on this because they're tired of being suppressed and they're tired of the alligator shoes, man. And they want some rubber boots in them top positions, right? And there's awfully good men in our government and awfully good women in our government. There's, there's, there's 95% of them are just amazing people. 95%. Mm -hmm. But them gods have got to be dethroned or nothing will change. Now, now what was it? Uh, I, I couldn't agree more with you on that, Darren. Uh, a lot of viewer comments coming in, obviously. Uh, I had one comment there coming asking uh, if the signs in the back support. I, I'll be quite honest. Uh, the the clubs in the back. This is my my room. I took the green screen down for this one. I uh, went back to the old school way because it couldn't get the lighting down. So for those signs behind me with uh, member logos, uh, I would have to verify 100% with each one of them uh, if they support Darren. But uh, well, they do write a letter up. They'll put it beside the World Wildlife Federation. You should and, read that list off. You should read and, the list off of the people. And, 
And I'm uh, I'm going to uh, to touch on that there. I see here uh, a couple of more comments. Lots of people can't see what's happening, like older people and my parents, because they don't have internet. It should be on the news. Yeah, Ian, it should be. Uh, uh, agree, uh, uh, Darren. Where are they with the so-called new structure? Is there a worry they will just start placing something? What block uh, what blockade uh, would be? All right, so the new structure hasn't been authorized yet by the federal government. But we all know now when the minister came out with their announcement where the federal government stands, they don't even have a, a structure in front of them to authorize. So therefore, they've already made their decision. They're in decision-based evidence manufacturing mode. If you look up the effective citizen written by Graham Steele, he was an ex-finance minister for the NDP. He wrote a book called Effective Citizen. He coined the phrase decision-based evidence. And he said, that's the stage we're in. And we need to revert back to evidence-based decision-making. So we already know DFO has been turned a certain way that they're supposed to approve something that comes through in order to save that lake for visual appearance. Because it ain't about the canoe club we could dredge. So we got to mm -hmm. get that out of there. We ain't about Mario talking. We can lay four kilometers of pipe up, Reverend. It don't matter. We lay it across this country all the time. You know, it ain't about Adam Belly. Kevin Beckers even told me the other day, this is about Adam Belly Greenhouse. got no, got no water. He, he, my family is the oldest greenhouse growers in Nova Scotia. It's actually my family. You understand? My grandfather worked for Adam Valley Greenhouse for like 50 years. My uncle worked there for 40 years. My cousin worked there for 35 years. I said, I just called him up. Then I called, I got people call up the, the management there as well. And I said, do you guys pull your water from that lake? And they're like, no, man. He's up there telling to tell. He can spin this shit with other people. He can't spin it with me. Because, I mean, I'm in tune with my community. The other thing is, what mind-blowingly, this is going to break the can when it comes to a judge. When this, if, they, if this goes, if and when this goes in front of a judge. Do you know how they measure in, in, in written ministerial or sorry amendments to the ministerial order? They read in that order that they were going to maintain the lake approximately three to four feet. And I said, Well, where do you measure that three to four feet? Because I know that system. DFO ain't never been in it. And I'm like, there ain't no place really three or four feet in there. There's either 16 feet or there's two feet, or there's six feet over there. So I knew damn well they didn't have nothing to measure nothing. And anyways, they're like, well, they couldn't tell me. The enforcement couldn't tell me. So how are you supposed to enforce something if you don't know where they're measuring it? They go like this. You know, I'm like, come on, guys. You think I'm stupid? Just got to wear rubber boots? You should go figure it out. So guess what it was? In the end, the excuse to come up with was six feet from the canoe club's dock. That's how they determined three to four feet. And I'm like, that's funny. The canoe club ain't got the goddamn dock out. You know, at the end of the day, the judge is going to look at this and he's going to go, oh, my. Mm -hmm. Oh, my. This is so gross and in your face, I just can't wait. This is almost going to be like a, this is going to be like a friggin' ballet like that. Because so, mm. go, go ahead, Darren. No, this is this is so shitty done, and so they 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 expect all of us to be stupid, and they expect us all to be scared of the hammer because fishermen are scared of the hammer because we get the hammer so fast, it's unbelievable. But you can only back a guy in the corner so many times. You can only take his job so many times before he comes out full blast. And my power ain't getting vicious or not like that. My power is is people. My power is the pen. I'm not a good writer, but I do know what needs to be said. So at the end of the day, I'm going to do it peacefully. I'm going to do it right. They won't get me to break a law. It's not going to happen, regardless of what they do to me. And I don't care how many times they hammer me. It just they're taking my living from me again. How many times can I sit here? I'm 46 years old. I can't I can't just go start a new job. Matter of fact, I can't even get a job because I don't have a degree. 
yet I lecture across this country in these universities. I tried to get into Dow a couple weeks ago. They said, well, you didn't get an undergrad, man. You can't come in as a mentor student. I'm like, well, Jesus Christ, what am I going to do for a job when they take my next job? So they hmm. got me back in, and my kids, my daughter fishing through 16. My daughter is, I don't know if there's another one. Maybe the viewers can tell me. My daughter's fished full-time since 16. She graduated early. She fished full-time since 16. She's well-known. She's in the Natural History Museum for Women That Fish in Nova Scotia last year. Um, mm -hmm. she, uh, she got an award for the African, my, my daughter's half black. She got an award for half uh, African uh, rising stars uh, from the province. I mean, she's so well-known. It's unbelievable. I don't even know there is another African-Canadian child in the fishery or an African-Canadian woman in the fishery and one that well-known. And they're out there you know, gonna put her out of business too. Hmm? I mean, you know, come on. The province should be looking at her and saying, geez, we can run with this thing. I mean, the economic benefits of actually letting tide into that town is massive. Nobody comes to see that lake. There ain't no tourists coming to North Scotia. That's on a 100 series highway. And right? and there you know no what, Darren, there is, there, there is guides as well that uh, benefit from tourists coming in that could benefit from, uh, say, mackerel fishing or what have you, right? Uh, uh, people want people want that adventure right so it's it, it i i see the spin-off effects there uh quick question here darren before i get into some photos uh because we're approaching the hour mark there and uh I, I said we wouldn't keep it uh longer than an hour but we may uh what uh what new updates uh from dfo and well, the DFO's minister cut all, dfo's cut all communications off of me so that only happens when you really got them boxed in. They're like, you know, them little wooden, them little paper match boxes that are about an inch and a half long. Mm -hmm. wide. Yep. Well, that's what I got DFO in right now. And they're trying to push one end out, then I push it back in, they're pushing the other end out. They're so boxed in now, they don't know what to do themselves. So they just cut all communications off because they know I have a gift. My gift is when you lie to me, I know exactly what you're really saying. That's mm -hmm. my gift. So every time somebody opens their mouth to me, I know exactly what they're doing. I know exactly where they're going. And they figured it out. So finally, at least they got smart enough to figure to cut communications off with me. And you know what? It doesn't matter because I already know. I spent years studying you guys, just like I spent years studying the, the, the academics, just like I sat with Mr. Julian and many other First Nations studying the First Nations. I want to understand people. I, I don't have this. I don't just fly a flag, brother. I live mm -hmm. what I do. You know what I mean? And and you know what, Darren? Uh, the, the biggest update I've seen from Minister Jordan uh, for DFO was uh, – her, her her Facebook post and Twitter post where she was out on the deck for World World's Oceans Day, yeah. uh, it, it, like pray, praising it right up, but uh, neglecting the issues in her own backyard, mm. like uh, like sad, sad to be quite honest. And uh, no, no bugs me. They're all made at me. You should be made at yourself. Go look in the damn mirror and ask you if your mother's proud of you today. That's what I gotta say to them, right? And if you can't do that, if you can't look in that mirror, if you work in that office and say, "Is my mother proud of me for what I did today?" That fisherman out there doing this. Mm -hmm. you know I mean, if you can't do that, you better call your ombudsman or your whistleblower act, and you better start saying something. And and or you, you know what? Public money. You shouldn't be taking our public money. That's that's my point. They shouldn't be taking our public money. If they're not going to do their jobs that they're sworn to do, they shouldn't be taking our public money. And and Darren, I agree. Uh, they should speak up, but unfortunately, everybody's not like uh, yourself or me or many others you know that are willing to. If they don't to... speak up, what's going to happen is this thing's going to go so bad that the liberals going to get booed out, the conservatives going to get back in, they're going to cut DFO in half anyway. So they better start marching. So, Darren, I'm going to bring up the photos here uh, just uh, just as an, an outing, I guess, to this podcast. I should have brought them up a little earlier, but uh, obviously I didn't. Uh, we just got so 
in in depth with the things. So so here's the gates at the Avalon River that, that we we had discussed. Obviously, uh, I, I I grabbed these photos. Now I don't own the, the rights to the photos. Obviously, I grabbed them off your Facebook, Darren. So the rights to the photos belong to the respected uh, photo holders. That's a beautiful uh, photo, isn't it, man? It, it is. Uh, it's uh, it, it just shows that uh, if everybody sticks together, they can take on uh, government or industry or what have you, right? So uh, citizens of Canada, nice photo. I figured it was fitting. Uh, this one here is from the fish kill. There's a couple others in here from the fish kill as well. That, that's off fish kill. See, that's the problem. We're talking about off fish kill inside. What about the fish kills every day outside? They go down in that mud, right? You know, mm -hmm. that's the problem here. And they know about it. They understand it. I've showed it to them. They all know it's happening. We, we, we even sent the pictures in years ago when we first started realizing what was happening. The people, the only agriculture people, took the pictures themselves. And when they realized what was going on, they they even went back and said this is what's going on and, and it's like everybody knows what's happening that's in the system but mm -hmm. you know what they just don't care and the part that i don't get is i've said all i want you to do is the best you can do i don't want you to do something you can't do i want you to do the best you can do to pass these fish and keep them alive as the fisheries act states that's all i want and they can't even do that there's a huge win here that ministerial order right there is a beautiful piece of work right there those men and women they use their science the Mi'kmaq, Katie's, and our team, under me, they used our science, and they did the science-based approach with this ministerial order. It lasted two weeks, and then some politician stepped in and squashed it. That was the only legal document in 50 years that that place has had. It's just it's just terrible. But my point is, there's the warriors on my boat right there. And, uh, you know, it's like, you know, they're, they're, they're going to unite. See, indirectly, they're going to unite. What they're going to do is unite the commercial fisheries with the Mi'kmaq. And that's the last thing that they really want. It's what we want. We want that. We want the government to step aside and let us get along. But as long as they keep stirring that pot up and, and, and doing things, how are we supposed to get along, right? So, now, Darren, a, I've, th th this one here is what we talked about with the support, right? Yeah. Uh, you've got the support of the Canadian Wildlife Federation. Yeah. Uh, Fundy Bay Keepers. Yeah. Uh, you've got uh, Conservation Council of New Brunswick. Yeah. Uh, you've got uh, Canadian Parks and Wilderness Societies of Nova Scotia chapter. Yeah. Uh, you've got the uh, World Wildlife Fund. Yeah. Uh, now, hold there on here. I'm having trouble reading that one there. Uh, something had a Kodiak. Uh, I can't. Uh, Hold on one second there. I gotta I gotta switch over here to yeah, see if I can too. they're not supporting me. They're supporting the situation in the mid yes. too, right? So you gotta remember be very careful. They're not necessarily supporting me. Um, they're supporting the wrongs that are being done in the situation, right? Mm hmm So we should be now, careful. Um uh yeah, I'm having trouble seeing that one, Darren, because it was a screenshot off. Well people your, go on uh, my Facebook there and they can look at it, right? I mean my Facebook's open to the public. I mean, I got so many DFO people watching that and RCMP and provincial people. It's unbelievable. I just let them all see it. We got nothing to hide. We're just telling the truth. Oceans North uh, yep. as well and uh, Nova Scotia Salmon Association. So it's nice to see one of the salmon groups yep. uh, so support what you're doing, Darren. It's, yeah, uh, it is. It is. It says a lot about them, right? And, I mean, and, and they sent this directly to Minister Jordan to, uh, yes, to have it addressed. And they're not supporting uh, me, though. You remember, they're not supporting they're, me. Yeah. Right. Uh, 
I, I will give credit where credit is due, Darren. You are the driving force behind many organizations coming forward to uh, to, to, to move this forward. Because well, if I'm it was the guy that sticks his neck out. So all I am is the guy that sticks his neck out and vocalizes what other people feel they can't do. So I'm just saying what people feel like they can't say because I don't care about the hammer no more. They can just drop it on me as much as they want to. There's nothing else they can do to me. I mean, they've already done the dirtiest stuff you could possibly imagine, and they're probably going to try to do dirtier stuff again. I've actually been threatened with it a few weeks ago, which I half lost my cool that day. So. And Darren, that was the Sentence uh, Petticodiac River Keeper uh, group uh, yeah. that uh, yeah. that had chimed in there. Uh, I like this little. Uh, yeah, my daughter, my daughter. We have a coloring book. So what we do for the community, like we're always giving to the community. I got like a. I got seven, eight, or six acres of community food here. I plant for my community that they come get whatever they wanted of it. All every vegetable you can imagine, and then we have a coloring book pages that my daughter makes in her spare time. She don't got much spare time, but she this is one of the pages she made. But she usually just does fish. So we catch a fish out in the system. She'll take that pictures of that fish, and then she puts. I bought a computer program for her, and then she takes that fish and she and she traces that actual fish out that we caught, and she puts it out to all the kids and stuff in the community, and the community colors the books. We're just always we just we just keep giving back. We, we're fortunate people. Like you know, I consider myself fortunate to work with Mother Earth every day. I'm on the water. I'm very connected to it. Anybody that knows me knows I'm very spiritual, and uh, I love my rivers. And they're not just my rivers; they're our rivers. But I just say my rivers, right? But anyways, um, I'm extremely connected to our environment. We're connected to our communities, and uh, you know, really, we're we're productive citizens. And that's what's so gross about this is it's like you know you got these people with so much power these strings i mean it just where where's our representation except for municipal municipal right now we don't have any honest to god like we have a beautiful mayor in windsor we're so lucky we're so lucky abraham zavian that he's an honest person um we have great council we just got a new municipality and they're getting the brunt of this too which is unfortunate because they have not sided with the, the liberal government agenda right now and I don't even think this is a liberal government agenda because Justin Trudeau hasn't weighed in as far as I know. I know he's aware of it. There's no doubt in my mind. But he's going to have to educate himself a bit more probably before he shuts down these big dogs down here. And uh, I, I want to bring up a, a question here from a viewer, uh, Trevor Collins. I have a question, Darren. Uh, if I have a fishing license, can I go fish right there at the dam? Yes. Yes. There, there you go. Well, you got to find a way. You got to be careful parking. You gotta be. You just gotta follow the COVID rules. You gotta follow the rules and regulations. They will find you. I mean, that's the thing here. They're gonna find every single person they can, but they won't find them. Lots of viewer engagement. Uh, uh, sushi. I agree with you, Jeff. These organizations are supporting Darren's efforts. Uh, Trevor Collins. This is gonna be a big one to pop up here and cover us up for a second. Uh, uh, so, what about? Uh, the waterfront side reason why i'm asking if windsor was smart fish uh would not be dead in windsor pull in money because on the dam side you would see any stores and another reason why i was asking because saltwater you don't need a, a fishing license uh, apparently it's fresh water on the windsor side well it's not so fresh right now that's a tricky one right now because we measure it so fresh water so they classify the inside as fresh water okay Which hold is up hold up one sec there darren i finished it off here uh 
So uh, that would mean that you would need a, a license, and that's what I'm thinking. But if they would allow fish to go through Windsor, you would make money because there is stores on that side of uh, what does dot, dot, dot. Uh, so you, you might be able to elaborate on that for him. Before Scott Bryson exited politics, he announced that he's going to give a bunch of money for diking, which they could use in Windsor. Cody Boyce was running around trying to find out where he could get money to the fishery. I said, we need a wharf. We don't have one left in West Hands, but they didn't give us one. Windsor could get that federal money for that wharf that just stockpiled and sitting there. Windsor could rebuild their waterfront and have a place for people to park and actually have people to buy and sell stuff in town. And mm -hmm. that's the way it worked. When I put on my little contest and the people running around trying to catch that $1,000 bass, which a guy from Ducks Unlimited actually caught that, and I paid him right on the spot, right, and, and uh, e-transfer. I still got $2,000 of sturgeon, and uh, they're there right now, but they can't get in. Mm -hmm. so that's the thing. Right now, they got those fish blocked. I mean, they're, they, are, they are affecting the rights or the privileges of mm -hmm. our property people we had there was there was hundreds of people fishing at every day when they had them gates open now there's no one because there's no fish to fish we dropped their nets in there today with those gates closed two tides in a row we never caught a single fish in our study today not one outside they're putting their hands on the back of them it's just gross it's a gross violation of the fisheries act and in all honesty um really we're going to have to we're going to have to take them to account right there's a salmon from yesterday that's a big old salmon too man that's a beautiful silver bullet right there she's just a fine looking fish that's and you know what that's, oh, that's gorgeous man it's gorgeous that, that that should have initiated an all-stop of operations and open no, the gates you know, or no, some concern man they don't follow no rules you gotta remember something they just make this shit up and i say that to everybody and eventually what's going to happen is when when the indigenous communities actually figure out that DFO isn't using science to manage this fishery, and all they're doing is trying to manage those Mi'kmaq people, when they actually figure that out with the rights that the First Nations have, when they really truly sit down and figure out DFO just makes this shit up, and that's the truth, brother. They don't, they just make a decision, and they craft the evidence around it, but in this case with Windsor, it's different. It's the First Nations with the information. Mm -hmm. you know? So that's where the can gets opened here, they can't lie to them no more because they have their crews on the water seven days a week. And you know, you know, you know what, Darren? It's it's going to be interesting to see the outcome because right now uh, there's there's a lot that want this addressed and uh, the support, Darren. Like, Darren, come on! Like we've like your last podcast with me went international. Well, uh, this is it, Opener. But my nickname is the can opener. I open the can. And when I open the can, and it's and I do it with honesty, forthright, I show the people on live feeds. I have no fear. You know what I mean? I respect everybody. I don't disrespect anybody. And uh, I just do it. And I just show people. That was caught on live Facebook live. When it hit the net, I was live explaining my study. I was I was live, and then I said I knew exactly what it was with my local and traditional knowledge. I knew exactly what that was when it hit my net. You understand me? I said, "Ooh, baby, we got one there." You know what I mean? I went over. I said, "That's a salmon, right?" And I went over, and I said, "You know, we were careful removing it. We followed all of our protocols and procedures, and released it immediately." And you know, the other thing about these protocols and procedures, now what they the reason those protocols and procedures are in place isn't to protect that fish; it's to protect DFO. That's what it's for, because they don't want you taking a sale sample. It's not because 
you taking scan sample hurt that fish. They have a bunch of arguments for that. They're killing fish at hydro dams all over the place in Nova Scotia right now. We just shut down the one in Gas Bro during the salmon migration there a couple years ago because they were killing all the smolts. They don't care about killing these fish. They're, they're shutting the gates off right now and taking away the major flow. They do not care about killing these fish. They wrote the salmon off in DFO. What they care about is you having evidence of a wild salmon because then they have to do something. You see, they're going to sit there and say, oh, no, that was an escaped salmon. And they're going to get away with it within reason. You understand me? Because people believe them because they're the, they're the supposable authority. Well, they're not the authority. They didn't see that fish. They weren't on the water, but it doesn't matter. You mm -hmm. see my point? It ain't about protecting salmon. It's about protecting their agenda. Now, now, Darren, uh, we're we're over the hour mark. Obviously, it's been uh, it's been a great podcast. Viewer engagement's been great. Uh, I, I am going to put this out there for Cody Boyce, uh, Bryson, uh, former MP. Uh, I'm going to put it out there for uh, the the Migma. KMKMO, uh, I'm going to put it out there for your mayor, Darren. I'd love nothing more if your mayor's so supportive. I would, I, I would love nothing more than for you to reach out to your mayor, and uh, we, we we try to have this discussion with uh, you and him on uh, on here. Uh, it, DFO Minister Jordan, uh, I I will bring you back on the podcast for. Don't you forget Chuck Porter. You got to make sure you don't. You got to make sure you invite Chuck Porter. We can't oh, leave him. Chuck Porter, uh, you know what? Uh, hey, I'll, I'll avoid them all. Let's, how, about let's, you, how about you ask uh, Kevin Beckers and Keith Caldwell, too, because they're the ones controlling the gates. And and, and you know what? Kevin Beckers, uh, Keith Caldwell. Uh, I did say Bernadette Jordan, Sue. Uh, uh, so, you know what? Uh, how about hey, you do this? Why don't you do this one? See if they'll do it. Why don't you send a formal email and invite them to coast to coast to sit down at the round table respectfully with Darren Porter and have a discussion. Now, doesn't that be fine? Darren, you and I both know the answers to that. Uh, yeah, but I, you know what? The people are being, they're supposed to be representing the people. So why uh, wouldn't they? And, and, and you know what? Uh, it'll be months before I get a response. And I'll tell you this, Darren, point blank. I would get an A tip quicker. Okay. At the federal level. Uh, and I, I'm sure that uh, the podcast will be downloaded. Uh, mm -hmm. audio and video for the virtual side that we're doing here now and dfo will be cringing but uh before i go darren uh like that's that's a standing offer so anybody out there in the the world there can go ahead and have them reach out uh, uh i'm going to point blankly put it this way uh there's one person that i forgot to to, to mention here and You've been pretty mum on his name, and me and you have our ha had our run-ins with. Uh, with I try Greg to too many of them names, right? With with, with Greg Stevens before. And I've, Greg only Stevens mom, I've only been mum on public media. Believe me, behind the scenes, I am not mum on Greg Stevens. He and, is, and to me, he's my god. He's and and Derek. I live in so many times, brother. You know, th this is what's going to happen here. What's going to happen here? This can's going to get open if they don't fix it soon. He's the one that writes the license. He controls his clear water fishery. He has that foul. He has the Elver foul, believe it or not. I mean, he has all these fouls. And he held the he held his book up to me one day. It's a lot bigger than this one. I'm going to do what he did. This is what he did to me. Uh, see this book right here? Now, he got a great big old book. And he held up to me. He goes, like a preacher did. Like this. He goes, I built this fishery 
I, 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 I. And I was like, holy Jesus, man. Anyways, at the end of the day, <laughs> you know, he's God. He's one of the gods. And, and at the end of the day, I'm going to tell you something. The people inside are scared to take him on. His boss, he's only got one that I know of, is scared to take him on. They're all scared of him. But you know what? If they all stood up together, this shit would change. And you know what? It's uh, it's interesting. I figured I would uh, uh, I, I would mention his name, right? Uh, being uh, be, being there because I've I've had my run-ins with him before on issues, and uh, I'll be quite honest. I've I've seen it in my own backyard where DFO uh, was supposed to do a study back in uh, 2002 uh, for for. Uh, eels here in uh, Lingam Bay. Mm. Never done. Well, I, he's uh, control, he controlled the eel fishery. He's the and, one that built the elbow fishery. So he built the elbow fishery. He's, he's a, you know, in my backyard. I position myself because I am in tune with all the scientists and stuff, and I can read what's going to happen. So years ago, I positioned myself because I was poor back then, right? I was dirt fucking poor, dirt poor, and. I was digging clams for a living. I was scraping the bottom of the ocean, you know what I mean, doing my trying to feed my family. And I positioned myself with the Wells Fargo, and I bought a bunch of money at 33% interest. And I bought out the uh, three quarters of the of the eel fishery, the big eel fishery in Hans County. So I own I own 75% of all traps non-indigenous allowed to be laid in this county. And I did so, and he called me on the phone. He said to me, he goes, why are you doing that? Why would you pay him that much money for that trap? That ain't, like, ain't worth that. I said, what's that to you, Greg? What's the matter? And he goes, well, you're, you're chucking your money away. What I didn't realize at the time is uh, he controlled that fishery. So then what happened is a year later, I see an elbow trap down in St. Croix River, right? And I'm like, well, it must be the indigenous fishermen down here fishing. I don't bug them. They don't bug me. I just leave them alone, right? Anyways, it wasn't. Then all of a sudden, everybody started telling me DFO was in my yard, checking all my gear, checking my tanks, and, and all, all hours of the day and night. And I'm like, what are they looking for? Anyways, so finally, I got, my mom told me, and I didn't believe everybody at first, right? Because you can't believe everything you're told. So, mm -hmm. But then my mom seen them. So then mom says, DFO's in there going through your tanks today while you're at work. I'm like, why? And I said, yeah. And I said, well, mom ain't going to lie to me with that. My mom ain't going to lie to me. So anyways, I called up DFO. I said, listen, I'm going to give you my work schedule for the rest of the month. I said, you can tell me where I am. If you want to find out anything about me, you can just follow me. So eventually it came out that they were looking for somebody, Jack and Elbers. This was a long time ago. So anyways, and I was like, well, I hope you catch them. Then an officer came to my yard one day and he says, we caught them. We stole, we, we seized their truck. We seized their gear. We seized their stuff. And he goes, I said, good. Now you can give me an apology for chasing me and treating me like a criminal. So then I got an apology from a couple officers for doing that. Then... Six months later, those same people are back, or a year later. And then I said, what? what are they doing? They said, well, I was told to drop the case, and Greg Stevens gave him a license. And <laughs> that went against the mandate. I bought all that money. I spent all my money and interest. I bought all that stuff. He broke the rules to give somebody else that he handpicked an over license against the law. This is who we're dealing with. This is yeah. how it works, the alligator shoes, man. I'm rubber boots. You're rubber boots. Truckers are rubber boots. The nurses are rubber boots. The store clerks are rubber boots. The McDonald workers are rubber boots. And the alligator shoes feed the alligator shoes.
And that's the, you look at the similar approach uh, I do. I've got the boots on the ground approach. Uh, they've got the suits in the office approach, obviously. And you know what, Darren? Um, you know what? Uh, I could. It'd be another episode just talking about uh, failures on uh, Greg's part and on DFO's part, obviously. And, uh, you, you should ask the question someday. Where's the quota for the how? Why is Nova Scotian public? On a public resource that they have for, not allowed yeah. to fish halibut. You Dare, ask who, who gave that handshake to take that quota and put it in the straight back. You, you ask that question someday. Darren, did you really have to bring that up and poke me uh, with Sorry, that? Mike. Because b b because you know what, that recreational halibut was moved from recreation to commercial, and there was some straight bass play in the effect on that. Handshake made by who? Question people goes, you know what? The public of Nova Scotia should be allowed, the same as the public of BC, to go out there and harvest the halibut for supper for that nutrition. It brings money into the economy. And the big boys with the alligator shoes have stopped the public from being able to do that on the east coast of Canada. And like I tell the public, uh, A-tips are the best thing you can ever get because uh, the allegations, when stuff does go to court, and, and nine times out of ten it normally does, it it really helps because uh, and then you uh, ask yourself who, who started the Striped Bass Association. Go ask yourself. Yeah, yeah so, I'm gonna tell you something. This can's big, boys. This is a so, big, big can. Like I said, uh, the the corruption aspect within the government departments runs deep, and it's just not confined to uh, DFO or many others. Uh, it's it runs rampant throughout, and it's it, it's Darren. It's been it's been a long-standing uh, thing, I, I find. Uh, and you know what? They don't like stuff like that. And I'm a firm believer if you're a government employee or a government representative, uh, you're going to be held accountable. And in, in the new day and age, like Darren, you said you're, what, 46? Yeah, man. So you're 46, I'm 35. And it's the new age of guys like you and I that are are, are really holding them to the fire. They hate it. Uh, so. Oh, Stop. They're gonna have to take me out. They're gonna have to do something with me because I'm not stopping. They, they got me backed into a corner so far, and they've taken my life livelihood so many times. I'm gonna tell you something. I ain't stopping. I've never broke my word to one of them, and they all know it. I want them to do the best they can do, and I want them to stop killing those fish and stop hurting those fish in Windsor and Fall the Fishers Act. And all they got to do is do that, then I shut up. That's mm -hmm. all they got. And the fact that they won't do that is going to expose them more and more and more on a daily basis. There's a win here for the Liberal government. There's a win. Enforce your new Fisheries Act, please. And if mm -hmm. they do that, this all goes away. Yeah. So, but you and I both know it's uh, it's an old boys club last year. He beat me to the punch. Uh, old boys club, Darren. Uh, tides run deep, right? That's right, brother. Uh, so, so, so with that, Darren, we're we're 22 minutes over. Obviously, I said we keep it at an hour. Uh, I'm trying my damnedest to, to you know keep it cool? within an hour. One last thing to say: I had a fellow walk in here that used to work for Mr. Trudeau's father. Today, I have a lot of birdies in this world, and uh, they just love me because I'm willing to say what needs to be said. So, I got some pretty influential people that run around, and, and uh, yeah, I just say I'll leave it at that. This guy walks in today and he hands me a note and he says, you need to read this. And it's interesting to me. I've been stuck in my hole. I was stuck in my hole. I protest my hole on a hunger strike there until I got talked to a bit by counselors and chiefs and good friends of mine. They said, you need your minds to start to slur my words. So mm -hmm. said, we need you to be sharp. 
and the grandmothers come in and talk over some pressure for me. So I crawled into my hole in the water. So then this guy walks in that used to work for Trudeau's father's day. And he goes, he hands me the piece of paper. And all it has on it is Trudeau split in half. It's T-R-O-U. Then he splits it into D, whatever that little posture thing is, E-A-U. And then it says, translates to water hole. Think about hmm. that for a minute. Let's leave it at that. So Trudeau's name uh, actually translates to water hole. And I was stuck in my hole in the water down there. Pretty cool stuff, isn't it? Coincidental. Trudeau, Trudeau, Trudeau will have to step in and end this. He's going to have to clean up the hot house a little bit and do a little investigation. That's all I can say. And you know what? Uh, it's it's not looking good, especially with uh, elections and whatnot. And this th something so simple becomes so political, unfortunately. And uh, it's uh, it's there. Uh, geez, I've I've got people there. Are we going to need a few more episodes? I figure. <laughs> well, you, <laughs> you know, know what, Sean? I love independent it's, media. I never call one single person in media. I sent out a media today. I sent out my first official release today, right? And I also sent it to the gods, and I sent it to the ministers, right? And mm -hmm. uh, and then, of course, I sent my draft out first. So it looked like I was a child, but I wrote it, but I fixed it after that. But anyways, I don't care. But I never called the CBC. I never called Global. Everybody else did, though, and that's what I mm -hmm. want. I want everybody to do what they want to do. I've not directed anybody to do anything for me, not a single soul. Because mm -hmm. you know what? Um, and that, that's a powerful message right there. Well, well, Darren, I'm going to be quite honest. If it wasn't for the public outcry that requested you to be back on the show, mm. we we wouldn't have been here right now. Uh, it, we would have been probably six or eight episodes down the road and darren it's 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 huge like the people there that uh, support you and whatnot it's 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 there and uh it's 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 something we my we have to have it addressed my final words is this brother i'm going to teach the fishermen whether they be recreational commercial or aboriginal or in our case big mom right you got to get along mm -hmm. each other is not the enemy you got to stop fighting on Facebook. You got to stand side by side. If you put the economic power of the largest independent industry in this province and the largest exporter with the rights holder and the public recreational fishery side by side, we drop that fight and we got to stop that. I won't tolerate it up in the Upper Bay of Funding. I look after as a spokesman. I won't tolerate it. I won't represent them no more. I'm not putting up with racism. I won't racism. I can't stand it. It, it, it hits me to the core. If you got a problem with another fisherman, Call me if you're in my area, and I'll go deal with it the respectful way that I can. And we got to get other leaders around the province to do the same thing. We got to stand side by side, and we got to protect our resource. Because we can tell you right now, winds are showing you the government of Canada and the province don't give two shits about our resource. That's it. You know what? I I, I agree. Uh, Gary Geddes chimed in here. I think contacting politicians is a waste of time. Why not get a hold of W five? that it's it's something to look at for sure uh much love uh th there's there's a lot there darren that uh to this obviously a lot more than people realize i'm going to say that uh what i am going to say is i appreciate your time and effort that you're putting into this uh, a lot of people say why did i bring you back on so soon for another one well because i'm uh, a hunter an angler, a fisher person, uh, as well as as a conservationist, and I'm a realist. And was anybody actually saying that though, or are you just saying that? 
No, no. Uh, a lot of people have asked. And you know what, Darren? I'll be quite honest. Uh, you you were requested. Like, you, you know the numbers. I, I've told you the numbers. Uh, Too bad you couldn't tell everybody else the numbers. Too bad you couldn't tell everybody else the numbers, brother. <laughs> well, uh, I, 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 Darren, I, I will be honest. Uh, just on one platform alone, you've uh, you, uh, on the Facebook virtual podcast, you, you've hit 19,000 on episode 15 for views, and you've reached. Oh, is that full views of the two hours? That's 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 full views, mm -hmm. uh, for 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 just about the whole two hours in uh, podcast. Now with uh, with regards to uh, everything else, uh, you've reached over forty thousand people just on that. That's not including Spotify, uh, Apple uh, Podcasts, and Google Podcasts, and Podbean, uh, where it's just audio, where people. People couldn't see the documents that we had uh, at websites that we had highlighted the last time. So, so I will throw the numbers out there. And uh, Darren, I'll tell you that it's it's something. You know what uh, it I is, still... we, we, we all wear rubber boots down here. You know what I mean? That's what it is. Everybody's tired of being suppressed like this. Everybody's tired of this corruption. Everybody's tired of it. This ain't just about some fish in Windsor. This is about society, brother. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Uh, we, we have to stand together as one, like you said, recreational, commercial, uh, the whole nine yards, right? Uh, uh, Darren, I'm, I'm not trying to rush you by no means. I'm just trying to get through all the viewer engagements that are still piling through here before we end the show. Uh, it's uh, a Didn't lot of people. To block you? Didn't they try to take this down? Uh, a, a complaint went in that it was uh, – cyberbullying or whatever and uh unfortunately after dispute resolution uh the case was one where the podcast for episode 15 could stay up so yes uh that uh somebody did uh go ahead and do that but uh not no cyberbullying and like pretty i said soon, uh, pretty soon the government's gonna put laws and we're not allowed to do this brother and it's all gonna uh, be bbc and global uh who knows, Darren? I'm not going to get in the, the guessing on that. Uh, but you know what? I could still broadcast it from another uh, country if that be the case. Technology is a wonderful thing. Uh, I'll, I'll be quite honest, though. Uh, I appreciate the, the, the info from everybody. Uh, it's been great. Uh, what I will ask, anybody that wants to follow future episodes, uh, whether you're on or you're not, or keep up to date, uh please please like and follow us on facebook uh if follow us on spotify or or apple podcast google podcasts uh podbean any of that you can just get the audio you can listen to it while you're at work or doing whatever uh a lot of in-depth information uh at the start of this we did uh we did start to connect the dots obviously and i do want to reiterate that uh that uh the connecting of the dots has not been proven in court as of yet. So those allegations would have to go before a court of law and be proven a hundred percent to be true to form, which, uh, which, which, uh, it, that is yet to be seen. Uh, heaven help it, uh, when, when it does. Uh, I can't wait. It, I can't, you know what? In all honesty, brother, I can't wait because they can't, I can't wait to show them my team. Uh, Darren, I will make one personal suggestion. Uh, yeah for your court case uh is a gofundme uh because you know, what? you know what the other thing no see for me you, first, you, 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 you know I'm what darren nobody for no help though see the thing is no, i don't want no I don't... no no but just, just let me finish okay uh it would benefit with the offset of the costs and that and the community then stands with you 
as one. So everyone that supports you on a GoFundMe stands think, with you because because they support the cause and what you're you know doing. What? I'll think so that would. You know, and I'm, I'm, it, in this, I'm in this by myself. I don't ask nobody else to do this with me. Everybody that's everybody that's coming on board is coming on because they want to. And for me, I'm sending a message. I'm sending a message that we were taught as citizens that as one person can't make a difference. And I'm going to teach you that one person makes all the difference in the world. Squeaky wheel gets the most grease. That's right, brother. So on, on that note, I'm just going to take you off there, Darren, unless you got anything else you want to add. And uh, I uh, will. Uh, very much I'm glad that uh, you exist. And I'll tell you right now, you're a smart little dude, man. I Hey. Uh, I've got friends in high places uh, as Amen. well as low places. Uh, the, 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 one thing, the one thing, the, the, the one thing I tell everybody is, don't forget where you came from. Exactly, and you know, communities after each other. That's why I put my big gardens in. Like I said, I got you know five, six, seven acres of gardens planted. I plant them all. I work on them all. They're all in. I pay for all the seeds. And you know what? I just want people come. They come and enjoy them. They go out in the garden. They get a piece of the birds going around. You know what I mean? Everything. I got a beautiful property. And uh, I'm blessed. I'm a blessed man. Um, I'm a very fortunate man. And uh, I just want to give back, right? And, and and you know what? I appreciate everything you do, Darren. So does your community. And uh, for, from the guy in Cape Breton to the guy in Windsor. I, uh, we're all the I same, appreciate. brother. We're all the same. We all wear rubber I, Hey, I'm I'm going to be looking for support on a project yet uh, in the near I can't future. Wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. Uh, so, uh, uh, you know what? Uh, I'm going to put you on hold here for a second while I sign out, uh, Darren, and uh, say goodbye to our viewers. So, thanks Good. again. I'll be back with you in a second. So, folks, uh, thanks for joining Coast to Coast Outdoors, episode 16. Uh, this was a follow up to episode 15 uh, with. Uh, Darren Porter uh, regarding the Avalon River and the fish passage issues as well as the the fish death there and the, we this episode here we started to connect the dots obviously and uh, follow things through and uh, anybody that wants to follow up on anything we've done uh, please do so like uh, we, we don't have to hold your hand to, to start digging for paper. We can offer suggestions on where to look, how to get it, and and so forth. So with that, uh, again, I appreciate all you viewers, uh, everything that you guys are trying to do uh, in support of Darren and standing with Darren. Uh, you know what? Uh, I'm, I'm going to try to bring up a couple more comments here from folks uh, just because everybody wants to chime in. Uh, so with that, folks, uh, this concludes episode 16 and it's, uh, 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 so thanks for correcting me there. Uh, with that folks, I appreciate everything, uh, the viewer engagements, so on and so forth. Uh, stay tuned, uh, for the next episode. Uh, I'll have that, uh, up and on the go. Uh, maybe Darren, it may not be Darren. Who knows, uh, if something, uh, significantly relevant pops up, we will have Darren back ASAP. Uh, so with that guys and gals, uh, enjoy your evening and thanks for tuning in.